Hey, Flocker fans. Flocker fans, morning. Good morning, good Blimey. afternoon, good day, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Lockdown Down the Yard. Locked down. Well, not fully locked down, actually, as it happens, is it? Well, no, it's not, actually, no. Um, so, following the announcements, we are deemed as essential. That's the first time in your lifetime you've ever been essential, isn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, Many, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Socially distancing ourselves from the customers. Yeah, we are. We've got new policies and procedures in place. This is going quite well, you know, really, I thought. We've got a sign at the gate. The gate is locked. People have to ring us before they come into the yard. They can only come into the yard one at a time. The vehicle's ready for them. We've already done the check sheet. We lock ourselves away in the office, don't we? Yeah, it's like a it's like a drive-through almost, isn't it? It, it is a little bit like that. Mm. Uh, they show us the uh, driving license through the window. Yeah. They take the check sheet, which is left outside for them. They go around the vehicle. If they agree with it, they sign the check sheet, leave it there, and drive off. Perfect. As long as it's not raining. Yeah, true. It's a lovely day today, though. It's beautiful, isn't it? And it's very strange because on my drive. To work this morning. Also, for our listeners around the world. Around the world. Because we've got many listeners. How many countries? Well, most of them are probably around the world now. Uh, 62, I think. Could be bordering on 63. Yeah. Okay, so for you then, our international followers, thank you for following us. And we hope that things aren't too bad in your country. But they are taking a bit of a turn for the worse in the UK. They are. And there is a, uh, an accusation that we're, we're a little bit behind. Mm. On the uh, on the policies for um, locking down, that's so, debatable, isn't it? I mean, my personal opinion—it's yeah. only my personal opinion—is I think Boris, God bless him, yeah, and uh, what he's doing, a remarkable job. I think his leadership skills are really coming through now, and I, I think he is. Or he's very Churchillian in his in yeah. his in his, in his, in his delivery. Demeanor, his deli- yeah, absolutely. I think it's great because we are a bit of a war, aren't we? Well, we are with an invisible enemy, yeah. the worst enemy to have. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, well, I think it's a it's, it's a double edged sword. I think that he. I hadn't finished. Oh, haven't you? No. I thought that was all you had to contribute. No, I was going to say that I think it was Boris's intention. Could <laughs> <laughs> I never interrupt you? No. I think it was Boris's intention. I'd never interrupt you. To always put us on a lockdown, but he did it in a very clever, staged, manner not cause widespread hysteria, panic, and a collapse of the financial institutions. Well, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, but I honestly think that that's why he did it that way. And I think people will criticise him. We always get criticised. You know, politicians like police, damned if they do, damned if they don't. But can you imagine if a week ago he'd have said, right, complete lockdown, it would be a meltdown of the country. The, the procedures and policies and support mechanisms wouldn't have been in place for people, for jobs for businesses, I just think they needed a bit of time to, to do that. And then you could argue and say, well, they knew it was coming, why didn't they start that a month ago? Well, and is that the right decision? Because he's doing it for economic reasons, not for the health of the country reasons. So there's a, there are a number of ways of looking at it. And his approach, I think it could be deemed, I'm not saying it's my opinion, but I, it could be deemed that that was the way he handled it is a political reason for way he's handled so that he maintains his popularity, the support, etc, etc. There's a lot of things at play here. I can imagine in these briefings that they're having with the, you know, with the government and their advisors. Cobra. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Sounds exciting, Cobra, doesn't it? Yeah. 
wouldn't be. Wonder why they don't call it fluffy kitten. Mm. Anyway, so because I think because it's a mnemonic. Oh, is it? Yeah. What for? Is it cabinet office something briefing whatever? Yeah. But it's a, it's a mnemonic. Is paper. it? Did you not know that? Well, a fluffy kitten could be a mnemonic, couldn't it? It'd be a long one. <laughs> <laughs> but so any decision that's made by do you remember that series Yes Minister? Is it yeah. before your time? No, was, no, I can just remember it. That yeah. was bloody brilliant, because what it would do, it would actually portray what actually happens. So, you know, do you actually answer this? Well, no, we've got to think about how the public are going to perceive this, what they, what's going to happen, etc., etc. And um, all the reasons why someone wouldn't actually give a straight answer or why they would do something would never be for the public good. It would always be in relation to getting re-elected. And I think Boris is doing a decent job. But the handy thing about this for Boris is that he's got an open checkbook. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Yes. Because he can get Mm. the country into debt for generations to come and it will not be his fault. Uh, And there's no distinction, is there? There's no comparison. No. Somebody can't say, well... Yeah, well, the last time this well, happened. Tony Blair wanted to do it like yeah. that, or you know, or Margaret Thatcher wanted to do it like that, or you know, that's right. Because there's no comparison to so, that. And then he doesn't have to worry about anything. He doesn't have to worry about the high-speed rail link. He doesn't have to worry about Brexit. All of these things that were political dynamite a few weeks ago are totally out the window. So all he needs to be now is a one-trick pony, and he's been pretty good at it, I have to say. And I, I like Boris. For all his buffoonery, his racism, his homophobia and all that, I think he has got some, uh, some qualities as a leader in, in times of difficulty. I think he has. Yeah. yeah. So I won't a bit hear, like yourself, I, I down the yard. I won't hear a bad word said about him. Oh, won't you? No. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Boris. Only because I might be entitled to this grant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get, yeah, get, true. Get, oh, he's bloody brilliant. He's Boris. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't mention the domestic yet. And the freedom of information no. request that we put in. No, all and, the letterboxes. And the dashboard. Oh, the letterboxes, yeah. And the tank top bum boys. Yeah, don't mention any don't of them. Don't mention any of them. Boris. All right, it's just a slip. Well, we're all, yeah, we all have we're Freud, all human, Freudian, aren't Freudian we? slips, yeah. don't we? Yeah. yeah. Like we had a, you, you thought I'd had a bit of a, a slip the other day with a, uh, a customer. <laughs> came down to, to hire a vehicle. Yeah, we've got to share this with you, uh, with you viewers. Right, OK. It was great. Right, so I was adamant that when I spoke to this uh, young female on the phone, she gave me her name as... <laughs> and please don't share this to the wider audience, even though it's going international. She gave me her, her surname, and it was double-barrelled. Yeah. And it was Fox-Bonus. <laughs> the name that was never going to be. She was ringing from a mobile phone. Yeah, it know, was it crackly? Well, it might have been. Fox-Bonus. So, so, so I booked this vehicle for this young lady called Fox-Bonus, took the payment, took all the details, and that was it. And I explained to you that she was coming in, and you saw the name, and you looked at me, and you berated me for about 48 hours. Well, he would do. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? It was bound to be Fox-Bonus, or yeah. something like that. It's going to be a posh name. You never Fox-Bonus. Sounds like some sort of bingo advert, <laughs> anyway, doesn't it? Anyway. Foxy-Bonus. Anyway... Oh. On the on the morning when she was due to arrive to yeah. collect her vehicle, you yeah. were actually on the reception desk dealing with the customers yeah. coming in. I couldn't in, wait you? to take the piss out. Of you. you couldn't wait, could you? And, and then walked this young lady. Yeah. yeah, and she sat down and she was she was quite forward. Well, she wasn't backwards in coming forward, was she? she no, she was very chatty. She was a hairdresser. Yeah. 
Oh, right, okay. Yeah? yeah. Very chatty. So used to chatting to new people, you know, yeah. making up light conversations. Mm. And she was quite engaging, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. as part of the process, uh, can I see your driving licence? Yeah. And um, I other... barely contain take... myself. <laughs> and um, other documents with identification on. Yeah. With name and address. Yeah. Mm. All of which bore the name... And what was it? Fox Bonus. I was right. <laughs> Fox Bonus. The impossible to be right name was actually correct. I yeah. could barely I said contain to, myself. Yeah. Well, being an ex-cop, oh. there weren't many names I got wrong. I was adamant I was right. And I was. Yeah, but Foxy Bonus. I did, go, I did go into a bit. You were sowing the seed of doubt in my yeah. own mind. Yeah. I was beginning to doubt myself. By the time she came in, you were convinced you had got it wrong. I was. Yeah. yeah, I was. <laughs> anyway. Brilliant name. Brilliant. Brilliant name. Yes. Wow, that's memorable. It's a name for, for working in bingo, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. Foxy mm. Bonus. Bless I do her. hope she comes back again. Oh, I do, yeah. But I did, did well, you, though, didn't I? You did well to I contain did yourself. well. Yeah. Did you see my shoulders doing yeah. the shaking a bit? Uh, well, I saw you turn around and just give me that look. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sure what many of our listeners have it, that are serving cops that might be listening to it together yeah. and look at each other, just nod knowingly when something is said that's perhaps, uh, you know, yeah. Oh my god, the phone's ringing. Hang on a minute, it's a customer. Is it essential? Stand by, stand by. Anyway, we're back. Yeah. Oh, are you recording? Yeah, we're back on. Are you? Oh, right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, that was Fox Bonus, bless her. Oh, it. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of things to be angry about at the moment. Yeah, I think we both have, haven't we? Can we start off with um, Midget Man, Ant Middleton? Ant by name. Ant by nature. Oh, like it. What a dick. I don't know where to start, really, apart from you bloody moron. I you think utterly you... moronic yeah. twat. I think you've committed social suicide with your career, Ant Middleton. Well, OK, would you like to explain to the viewers around the world who Ant Middleton is and what he's done? So he's an ex-UK uh, Tier 1 Special Forces operative. Uh, he was in the SBS, but he hosts a TV programme, a very popular TV programme called SAS Who Dares Wins, where they take members of the public and celebrities and they put them through um, like a uh, selection type process which tests their mental and physical stamina and abilities and resilience as to whether they would perform in a uh, mili- special forces military type capacity. Yeah, and and it makes... For good entertainment. I'll give him that. It is for good entertainment. Is it? Um, right. And it's okay. I, I don't watch it. My, my, my wife and kids watch it. They, they're interested in it. But I find it a bit frustrating. And I find him a little bit narcissistic and um, self-centred. But that's just my opinion yeah. of him. Okay. Thank you for your service, Ant. I'm sure you were good. Actually, I knew some people that worked with him. And they Probably. all thought he was a knob, didn't they? Um, I'll reserve judgment on that one. <laughs> well, why? Well, because it's not because that's not my that's not my opinion, that's their opinions. Well, share their opinion then. He was a bit of a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. But look, I remember there was a, a, a quite a famous act, actor. This is going to be hilarious. This is Charles Heston. No, there was quite a famous actor, um, a UK actor. His name was Danny Dyer, Ooh, right. and he's, he's in EastEnders. And he's this cockney-wide boy, and uh, I, I quite like him. You know, he's, he's quite amenable and stuff. I've seen him on TV, but I think it was uh, it was either the church, Shemaima Begum, or some other terrorist-type incident that took place. And Danny Dyer openly came out in with a little bit of sympathy towards 
their beliefs and, and causes. And then there was this guy, I don't know what his name was, but I saw the, I saw the video footage. He did a selfie video type thing. And he was an ex-Royal Marine. He was about, he was, he was well into his 60s. Uh, you know, ex-Royal Marine, now a scaffolder. And he was also a cockney. I bet he's hard as nails. And he looked, he, he looked like he'd be an handful. Yeah. And he, and he, and he had this, he had this <laughs> video of himself uh, offering Danny Dyer out. Really? What did he say? He said something along the lines of, excuse my language, and if you're listening and you've got kids in the car, now's the time just to turn it off because I'm going to try and do my, my best Cockney accent and, and <sighs> to re- replicate this. This <laughs> usually, scaf- come, usually comes out as Indian. Scaffolder. Can you say that? Uh, or Welsh? Yeah, Prince anyway, Philip. Anyway. Prince Philip can. So he basically said to, uh, I might not do the Cockney accent now, uh, <laughs> Danny Dyer, that you are a, uh, see you next Tuesday. And um, he said, uh, you're a, uh, yeah, you're one of them basically. And he would like to meet him for a, yeah. uh, he said, all right, Danny, if you've got the fucking minerals, yeah, <laughs> minerals. minerals, you and I will meet, we'll have a fucking straightener, yeah, and we'll sort it out <laughs> on, on some floor. You've got no fucking idea what you're talking about, you pussy or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So Aunt Middleton then, yeah, oh, no. Aunt Middleton, Goes on Twitter and says, I've listened to the NHS advice. Yeah, it doesn't apply to me. Okay, I'm oh. still going to shake people's hands. I'm still going to travel the world. I'm still hugging my um, my fans at airports. Yeah, yeah I, I, I appreciate it. But I'm an expert on life. Yeah. All uh, right. Okay. Yeah. You utter, utter. fucking cock womble. <laughs> nice yeah. thing about him, though, and is that even if you're right next to him, you're self-isolating. Why? Well, because he's so sure <laughs> that your face is always at least a metre away from him. Good point. Yeah. yeah. We could have a straightener. Me and, me and Andy. You and he, you and I. Yeah, he won't be able to reach me. He's, he's on the scale of knobber with that lad who posted a film of himself uh, licking all of the bottles yeah. in a supermarket. Yeah. If anybody's seen that, it's outrageous. And he's mm. doing it just because of the COVID-19. And, and he's just, mm. it's just, the problem is that sort of person is the type of person that the police will have to deal with now because all the normal folk will be doing mm. the right thing, won't mm. they? Or generally trying to do the right thing, making the occasional balls up, but generally having the right sort of spirit. The trouble is the snaps. They'll still be going out, collecting in groups, doing everything they know they shouldn't do, by and large, because they know nothing will actually happen to them mm. if they don't. And so they'll just flout it. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, my wife, my lovely wife, bless her, God knows why she puts up with me, but she does. Yeah, God knows why. She says that herself, to be honest, when you're not around. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> like when you're with her, on your own. On your, on your own. <laughs> And what does your wife to be say about that? Uh, yeah, oh, well, she, well, yeah. Well, she's with you. You'll have to tell me. Right. Anyway, that's a long story. Yep. Yeah. When my wife saw that video of that imbecile, that low life licking bottles and products in a supermarket, she was horrified. And she's very placid. My wife. She's lovely. But even she suggested a headshot. Well, it was extreme violence in order to neutralise this particular neutralise that threat. Didn't didn't she? Can you remember what she well, said? She did. Um, Something about beating the living shit out of him. Oh, a throat punch. <laughs> Where did she yeah, get that from? I don't know. That's not her normal. No. Well, only when she's talking about you. Yeah. Well, but not obviously. certainly not other people. She came out with that. I looked at her and I was like... She, yeah, shocked. I was gobsmacked. Yeah. Well, 
But I think extreme circumstances like the ones that we are in now lead people to to have extreme thoughts. Does it evoke and sometimes yeah. take extreme action? Does it all evoke extreme actions, but reactions, and, uh, and stuff? Won't we it? are in strange days for the benefit of the people around the world listening. We we. We, we, we do have some people's strange mentality to what is appropriate in these circumstances. So it's understandable that some people think it'd be good to go out and get some fresh air. You know, what could be healthier in this environment is a fresh sea breeze in your face or top, on the top of a hill. So people have in their mind, right, I'm going to go out and I'm going to climb Snowden or something. Mm. The problem is, is when they arrive at the car park, probably in their mind expecting it to be half empty. It's absolutely chocker with people and vehicles. At which point, I would like to think, I would say to myself, I'm going to move on and go somewhere where there isn't anybody around at all. Yeah. Unfortunately, thousands of people are now going to these... Are having the same thoughts, spots, aren't they? Going to beaches. Um, the beaches have never been so busy. And the Lake District... There's been a massive influx of people into the Lake District, and so it's totally defeating the object of the social isolation. Um, well, you see, because it's not going to happen to them. Well, that's, that, that is the mentality, isn't it? Is yeah. that, that the imbecile. It's someone else that's going to happen to. But the problem, and we all know the issues, isn't it? You don't even have to show any symptoms, you can pass it on to you. You can be asymptomatic. You can pass it on to someone, yeah. it can pass it on to crash, and crash. Would Probably. Be, be very seriously ill. Would be very ill. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got COPD, he's got diabetes, he's... He's got a full set. <laughs> yeah. Hasn't he? Yeah. He's, um, he's in the age bracket, which is high risk. So with that age, plus his underlying health conditions... Yeah. He'd struggle. He, he would, he would struggle. I, I would say he, it would probably be the end of it. Yeah. Which is uh, why he's now at home. Which is why he's now at home. He's um, furloughed. Furloughed? Furloughed. One of those, if anybody wants to enlighten us as the actual term, but there's a new one for us, but mm. laid off, basically. Laid off, Poor old yes. crash. Uh, yeah. It's just the two of us here running this whole empire now, isn't it? <laughs> the empire that's crumbling. The empire strikes back. <laughs> We've got to remain positive, haven't we? You know, it's going to be a very, very difficult period for us in business. Very difficult. I, I think a further lockdown will come. And I say that because I've seen this morning on my way into work, we are an essential business, so we're only doing essential Hires, yeah, but a large part of our customer base is long-term uh, courier contracts. Yeah, and, and they are essential. Keep, trying to keep the country going, so so they're delivering in the food industry, parcels, packaging. They are very busy at the minute. Their volume and capacity has increased dramatically yeah. as people start ordering more and more stuff online. So we've got to be there. And their vans are still breaking down. Yeah, so we've got to be there to support them. So that's why we're we're deemed as essential. I'm not saying that we're better than anybody else. We're not. We're I'm just explaining and justifying why we're at work. But on my way to work this morning, I saw groups of people gathered. One at a shop, yeah. and two outside a, a business. Yeah. And I'm thinking, are they not listening? Yeah, yeah. Are they not getting the point of stay at home? What, whatever business you are in, yeah, it, if it is essential, then you know what essential is in these times, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Do you, if you need it explaining to you, then you are thick. Yeah. I mean, like for us here at the thing, we, we don't allow people into the yard now, do we? No. They have to wait at the gate, yeah. ring us, the vehicle's ready for them, we've already done the check sheet, they come to the window, 
the window's not open, they show their driving license at the window, take the sheet and off they go. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think it's just essential, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely fundamentally essential for everybody's safety yeah. to minimise. Because the hospitals <coughs> will very, very quickly be totally overwhelmed. Yeah. I think it's in Italy that doctor said, you've got no idea what's coming. Yeah. And their temporary mortuaries are now overflowing. Yeah. Well, there's going to be mass graves, isn't there? I've well, no there doubt be. about it. There could be. There will be mass graves. There could be, yeah. And your loved ones will be buried somewhere. You, you will have no idea where in the pile they are. Exactly, yeah. There'll just be a, uh, an area where you can go to pay your yeah. respects. Possibly, yeah. possibly. But the, the point is, again, I saw, I shared a video on our Facebook page, which is... Uh, uh, British Bobby's off the cuff on Facebook. You can find us of uh, in in Italy. I think it was is it Bergamo Bergamo uh, Bergamo Bergamo yeah of the military trucks going down the road, and they're not delivering supplies. They are taking bodies oh. away. A row of military trucks yeah. removing bodies. I'm afraid if we don't do as we're told, we will be in a similar situation. We're two, about two weeks behind, two to three weeks yeah. behind Italy and about a week behind Spain, aren't we? We have no doubt that in probably three or four days' time, possibly sooner, that the, 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 the absolute lockdown will take place because people aren't really taking it seriously. They're not. And it's, t- and it's tough. And the young, and especially apparently in listening to the news yesterday, particularly the younger, the younger ones, who, of course, everybody thinks they're invincible when they're younger, but even my lad, who's saying, "Oh, I, I want to go to the gym." Yeah, well, that was yesterday. I was, yeah. I was, I was witness to that yeah. that phone call conversation you had with him, and you were, you were, very, very adamant and strong with him on the phone. Yeah, you know, reasserting what he wasn't getting, weren't you? Yeah, and I had, to get, to, I had to get to the point where he was saying that, "Oh, I need to go to the gym to get motivated to be, look, Ethan." You know, or whatever his name is, not obviously not, not his real not name. Yeah. Well, it's not his well, real name. It's not his real name. No, but there's another story yeah, on that. I think, what you have to appreciate is if you bring a virus back to the house, your mother may die. And you may die. Yeah, he won't be that fussed about me dying. No, but I would be because you're, oh Christ, you're yeah. crucial and pivotal in, I'm in this. I'm 50% of this empire at the moment. You are. Not in financial terms, obviously. No. <laughs> Thank, no, God. You're Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you're about 70%. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, 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 he didn't get it. Yeah. Another scene was said it? Yeah, nobody would notice. Business think, disruption. I think the government should bring in some very strict controls on behaviour. Well, we've seen some appalling behaviour already, haven't we? From, you know, the, the, that, that ilk of society that just behave in an utter, utterly disgraceful, disrespectful manner. Uh, the great unwashed. They're the ones. That's the ones. Yeah, the talkers for... <laughs> yeah. All that shit. So my language has been terrible on this episode. I know, no but we're a bit angry. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated I'm for a number. I'm usually angry. You're quite calm yeah, often, but that's your yeah. firearms training, isn't it? Staying calm under fire, running across open ground. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you would do it again for me, won't you? So the viewers can see it. Oh, the duck the, walk. The walk. The duck walk that you did. Yeah. Oh, so fantastic. you don't trip over when you're going through yeah. a building and stuff like and that. Why don't you run like that though? Yeah, I can't. Just, yeah, I don't think you but can. it'd be bloody funny, would be funny to see, it, yeah. wouldn't it? Bit of a duck walk, yeah. Stop tripping over. So for um, all the normal people out there that uh, listen to this that aren't involved in... Can you say that? I'm we, going to. It's, we, we're we in extreme say, times. We 
all right? Yeah. And that is reality, is that there are a lot of normal people out there and there's a lot of people that aren't normal. There's some, actually, we've got normal normal and then we've got normal. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, ah, right. So normal normal people are normal people that are adhering to the government guidelines and staying at home. Yeah. Then there's normal people... Should we call them slightly normal? Okay, then there's slightly normal people, which are normally normal, normal but they're not quite. But when it's not convenient to them, to them, yeah, because they're not going to get anything. They'll say that well, it doesn't apply to me. Yeah, and um, yeah, I still need to operate my business because I've got to. Oh, you had uh, one this morning, didn't you? you didn't you? Somebody talking about their um, uh, their hairdressing shop. It wasn't Foxy Bonus. Uh, no, it wasn't. To say, yeah, I need to go into work to tell everybody not that their appointments are cancelled. Uh, no, no, you don't. They, they won't turn up. Because <laughs> they know... That they're, no, no, you're missing the point. We need to go in to communicate with customers and tell them that their appointments are cancelled. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, and when they get to the door and see it shut... They'll know anyway. They'll know. But they won't go anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because they're normal, know normal. That you should be shut. Because they're normal, normal. And yeah. They'll know that you will be shut. Yeah. No, no, no. You're missing the point. We've got to go in <laughs> to contact the customers. So booked even for next week. Or so week. that person's a slightly normal person. Slightly normal. Yeah. So the slightly normal people are the ones that are normally normal, but not adhering to the government yeah. regulations at the minute. And then there's the non normal people. Yeah, which is the ones that the police mostly come in contact with. Ninety-five percent of the work of the police will be dealing with the kin idiots. So, and the trouble is with that sort of person is that they won't want to comply with anything. Uh, by and large, because the punishment that they get for non-compliance and arrest is so minimal in the UK that there's nothing to, uh, you know, sort of prevent them from misbehaving. Uh, so they'll routinely. Bit at you. I can imagine all the snaffs now are going to be when it comes to getting nicked for anything. It will be, don't come near me. I'm going to. You I've know, got. I'm I've COVID. Got I'm COVID nineteen. Yeah. Do you know? I'll tell you what. Yeah. 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 COVID nineteen. And so is this yeah. gloved fist. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know, I've got a couple of suggestions about how the police should handle this. I've, well, we've seen it already where people are. There's been some young kids who've gone up to an elderly couple and coughed in the faces and oh, spat at them, saying yeah. COVID nineteen. There's the dick in the shop licking the bottles. Yeah. There's you know people coughing on and spitting at cops. Yeah. So, These are the subnormals. So before COVID nineteen, I have been spat at, bitten. All police officers have. Yeah. Okay. To the point where we had a guy who was, um, I think he was hepatitis C. Ooh. And he, when we used to go and arrest him, he was very violent, and he used to bite his, uh, bite his lip or his cheek to, uh, bleed, to bleed, and yeah, then spit, spit, you know, contaminated uh, spittle at you with blood, you know, contaminated blood. Yeah, and people like that who've had HIV and stuff and done that in the past, they've been convicted of offences such as uh, ABH, GBH, haven't That's they? Very rare, though, isn't it? It is very rare. Usually, but it should be. But, but it should be because it's an assault. Well, I and think the, Boris the, should say in these extreme circumstances. Okay, we haven't quite got martial law yet, but if you assault an officer in the course of his duty, you know, at this moment in time, the penalty will 
and they're, they're suggesting there will be fines and things like this for this that, and the other that is not enough snafs don't care about getting fines because they don't pay them anyway and they get benefits to pay them anyway and nothing's going to stop their benefits and they know damn well that a tsunami of money will be coming their way to look after them despite them being the great unwashed and never working a stroke in their lives so when you're dealing with those sorts of people they don't give a toss and they will carry on their behaviour. So I, I think we ought to introduce new laws whereby... Flucker laws. Flucker laws. And basically, fluck them. Because if they... This will sort the fluckers out. Yeah. If they misbehave, they should get treated very, very harshly. I think officers for the next six months should not be obliged to have collar numbers or names attached to them. Agreed. Okay. There should be no investigation for assault. Agreed. PSD should be disbanded. Almost agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Spit hoods should be. Uh, Spit hoods. Oh God, there's the yeah. phone again. I can't believe this. Hang on, it's Boris. Yeah, hello, Boris. And we're back again. Here we go again. So yeah, the behaviour of some of these people is uh, going to leave a lot to be desired, and I think the trouble is we're too soft on them, and so it's not going to stop their their bad behaviour is it a lot of the youthlings are still gathering in large groups giving the police a load of grief in other countries they, they wouldn't tolerate that kind of behaviour would they no well we saw those Italians didn't we dealing with that um, non-compliant individual on the street just give them a quick boot yeah. onto the ground yeah a lot to be said for that so let's get rid of collar numbers let's get rid of names on lapels let's get some old fashioned robust policing because that's what this particular crisis and it is a crisis it is a crisis it's a national emergency as Boris said a national emergency bringing the spit hoods and any measure required to keep police officers safe because they're very high risk aren't they very very high risk constantly going into environments where they stand a significant risk you know a lot of uh, people they deal with that are taken into custody, they end up having to go to hospital for a variety of self-induced misery, usually with these people that commit offences. So they have to get taken to hospital. 99% of all the idiots that get taken to hospital don't really need to be taken to hospital because if it happened to a normal person, they'd just put a plaster on it and they'd be fine. But for the snaps that get arrested, going to hospital is part of the game that's played, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is a fluid situation but what are the cops doing that are sent to an incident where there's a gathering of youths or any or gatherings of individuals that fail to listen to the direction given to them by the police officers, go home, stop congregating, or they get fined, all right, but what if they continue to, to, to gather well, and congregate? Right. I mean, but, I mean how, do, you get, do you get hands on with them? Do you arrest them? If you arrest them, do you then take them into custody? It'd be a nightmare. Okay, what about the scenario, and we've, we've all been there, can you come to hospital? We've got patients that are uh, kicking off. You know, people that are drunk, yeah. been involved in domestics, that end up at hospital where the, where the NHS staff have no choice but to ring the police and say, we need some assistance. Yeah. Oh my God, there's the phone again. What is happening? Boris anyway, should we wrap this one up then? Oh, shall we? Uh, uh, okay, uh, before we get that, big, big hello to Mark in Ohio. Thanks ever so much for the email. Very positive. I'll try and open the link and we'll come back to you on a later visit. Stay safe out there, guys. Thank you. Yeah, bye. And we'll keep updating you. Oscar.